0: And welcome to week 21 of the PBWF, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented to you by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. Joining me, as always, is the leader of the Mayhem brand, the Young Buck, Mr. Andy York. And Andy,
1: we're in month number six. Wow, we're, uh, we're in month number six. We are <clears throat> literally on the road to the end. and Literally. It's... it's uh, it's bittersweet. It's definitely bittersweet. It
0: is. You know, we, we've we talked before about how there's a lot of guys on our rosters. If you haven't been keeping up with us, again, go back in our archives and check that out. There's a lot of guys on our rosters that haven't been featured in a little while. Yeah. And it's like a, you're coming up with storylines and matches to finish this thing out. And you're like, oh, well, I could bring this guy. But it doesn't make any sense because right. I'm just going to bring him in
1: to beat him or, you know, whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's why, like... Spoiler alert! My final episode before the pay per view is going to be like a themed, right? Like a winner is coming esque yep. show. Do. So, Yep, mine too. Yeah, there's going to be some matches. You're like, how is that not on the final card? Well, because the final card is selective because it's a it's a dual pay per view, so right. we can only be selective on what we do. So, there's going to be some big time matchups I announce this week for that Ooh. show that uh, I'm kind of sad they're not going to be on the main card, but you kind of got to pick and choose what storyline works best where
0: absolutely and then what the result of that's going to be and again as we've talked about we're continuing on into season two so maybe there are more implications at the pay-per-view rather than you know that lead into season two that kind of thing yep So, if you guys have noticed, the feed that you are listening to this show on has changed. This is now a strictly PBWF feed. The logo has changed. All the other episodes are gone. So, it's much easier for you to go back into your archives, check it out if you haven't caught up. You miss, as Andy so eloquently put the last time we recorded, you missed your chance over Christmas to catch up
1: on your road trip. Yeah, and I made the mistake of playing that episode. When I said my wife would talk would talk for twelve hours, Um, the trip was not actually twelve hours. The trip back was actually like three days because of the the stupid blizzard thing that we ran into. So we had plenty of time to catch up if we needed to.
0: (laughs) How'd she react to that?
1: She hit me while I was driving. Of course she did. And then I was like, "Well, am I wrong?" And she went. Well, no, but still, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> All right. So, catch up in the archives. You've got 20 episodes plus Five pay-per-views yeah. to catch up on, wow. plus the draft. So that's what twenty-six episodes. Six, yeah. yeah, twenty-six episodes, about an hour each. So go check that out. Catch yourself up as we get, uh, as we head towards end of the line. That is the name of the pay-per-view, the end of season one, and then of course we're going to do a special recap of season one episode, and then before you know it, season two will be here. So get yourself caught up. All that being said, let's not waste any more time. The Mayhem brand is up first this week. I am. And week 21, the first week of month number six. We will put 30 minutes on the clock. And the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> the crack in the system. They paint me a villain. I'm back with a vengeance, like I'm a god, I can't be defeated. I am the reason, I am the source. I got a legion. The battle is mine, the one to believe in. Break down the walls, open the doors, it's hunting season. This is where I am. I'm causing mayhem.
0: Heaven the hell, freedom or jail, I will prevail. The head of a snake <laughs> I'm in the
1: <a> field When you steal I am the eye of the man yeah. This world is mine for the day Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, joined by Pat McAfee. Tonight, we will have the fallout from High Voltage. Three matches to determine spots for the Pure Wrestling Championship ladder match for the final Mayhem before end of the line. Fight for glory. We will hear from Bray Wyatt, Jon Moxley, and more. And our main event tonight, the Street Profits put their tag team championships on the line against the Young Bucks. Burn it! But we are starting off with the man who is officially back on Mayhem after all of the controversy with him, Wardlow, and Triple H. He is back after being the first ever world champion on both shows. He has the only man to win both titles in one season, which is remarkable that he has been able to do that. Seth freaking Rollins is here, and he is fired up to be back. He gets into the ring and he has a microphone in hand and he says, I'm back. And he does this little evil laugh that he does. And he says, Hunter, you thought you could keep me down. Nothing can keep me down. I made the best of a bad draw in life. I went to the other side and now you're looking at the only man to win both world titles. Now I could have easily stayed on revolution and continued to be the best that I am. But I've got unfinished business with you, Hunter. Oh, and Cody, I'm not done with you either. Congrats on the big win, but uh, don't get too comfortable. (laughs) Now, Hunter, when it comes to you...
0: Triple
1: H, who cannot be in a good mood after what happened at high voltage. Samoa Joe walking out on him. Chris Jericho turning on Kevin Owens. He is here, and he is living. He is on the ramp walking down. He says... Uh, You just couldn't stay away, could you? Excuse the phone call. I'm just going to put that on Do Not Disturb. There we go. And we're back. (laughs) Um, Michael Cole is very unprofessional. You just couldn't stay away, could you? You had everything in the palm of your hand. All you had to do was stay on revolution, keep your head down, and stay out of my way. But you couldn't do that, could you? You had to come back to mayhem and insert your nose back into my business. Seth, you are in for a rude awakening. You are going to regret coming back here. Seth Rollins says, Hunter, why don't we just cut to the chase? We all know how this is going to end. This, this thing isn't going to end until we finish this in the ring. Now, I know you can't wrestle anymore. Not like you could when you did. But you still need to pay for what you've done to me. Wardlow and Regal. I've already actually talked to Regal and it is already official. At the end of the line pay-per-view, I will go one on one with whoever you want me to face. And here's the deal. If you win, then not only am I fired, but you will permanently be the general manager of Mayhem. But when I win, you're fired from Mayhem. Mm. Triple H looks at him and says, Seth... You just made the worst mistake of your life because I will find someone, anyone to put an end to you. I'm not coming after your job on mayhem, but at the end of the line, it will be the end of Seth freaking Rollins. The gauntlet has been laid down. This match is official at the end of the line pay-per-view. Seth Rollins will go one-on-one with a mystery opponent. We don't know who that's going to be. Triple H has a laundry list of people that he can call for this match. It should be very interesting. We have to take a commercial break. We will be right back. We are back from commercial break. And the newest member of PBWF Mayhem, Eddie Kingston, is on his way down to the ring. This is the first of three matches tonight to qualify for the Pure Wrestling Championship ladder match that will take place at Mayhem Fight for Glory, the final, pay- the final show before the pay per view. Eddie Kingston is fired up to be here. He gets in the ring and he's waiting for his opponent. Let's go. Shinsuke Nakamura is making his way down to the ring. A man who knows a thing or two about a ladder match in the Pure Wrestling Championship as he was in the first ever Pure Wrestling Championship ladder match that ended in complete chaos with the appearance of Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar for the first time. But he is looking focused and ready for this match tonight. He gets into the ring. The bell rings and Nakamura and Kingston walk slowly into the middle of the ring. And the two men shake hands. Immediately they lock up. Uh, Shinsuke shoots Eddie off the ropes Nakamura drops down Leapfrogs goes for a drop kick But Eddie ducks it Bounces off the ropes And takes him out with a leaping forearm Kingston pulls Nakamura up And applies a headlock very much Randy Orton style, uh, Nakamura begins to pull himself up, uh, but Eddie, let's go, kicks the back of Nakamura's knee, tosses him out of the ring. He rolls out of the ring, throws Nakamura face first into the uh, into the ring post, followed by uh, planting him with a urinagi on the apron. Can Nakamura get back in this match? We will have to take a commercial break. We come back from break, and this match is gearing towards the finish. Eddie is on the middle rope. He leaps off, but Nakamura catches him with and applies a triangle chokehold. Eddie is in the middle of the ring. He's rolling around in pain. He is screaming. Nakamura has the hold on tight, but somehow Eddie Kingston manages to lift him up and throws him into the, into the corner, hits him with a buckle bomb. Nakamura bounces off the turnbuckle and gets drilled with the spinning back fist. Eddie covers him. One, two, three. Eddie Kingston has qualified for the Pure Wrestling Championship ladder match at, at uh, Mayhem Fight for Glory. There's too many pay-per-views going on. Mayhem Fight for Glory. Uh, the final show before End of the Line. Eddie Kingston has fired up to get this championship opportunity very new here on Mayhem getting this opportunity but all of a sudden a cameraman comes running through the the back hallway We were Mayhem and Chaos is already here and we see Becky Lynch and Ruby Soho are brawling through the hallway. Ruby goes for the Soho kick but Becky blocks it and hits the manhandle slam onto concrete. Security and officials are trying to separate the two ladies but what is Becky... Becky is climbing to the top of the scaffolding. What is she going to do? She, she jumps and hits a cross body on Ruby Soho, oh taking gosh. everybody out. We got to take a commercial break. Hopefully, we can restore some order here. Oh, my gosh. We are back from commercial break, and we have finally restored order. The two ladies have been separated, and we cut back to the ring. Yes. We're not going to listen to the whole thing because it takes a long time for this thing to kick in. Yes, it does. And Bray Wyatt with, for the first time in a long time, the following right behind him. A very different side of Bray Wyatt we saw at the high voltage pay-per-view. It seemed like he was fighting within himself until the fiend mask appeared in the corner and he snapped and literally snapped the neck of Goldberg. Uh, we have no medical update on Bill Goldberg as of right now. Hopefully we can find something out very, very soon on his condition. But Bray White and the following are here and they are making a claim for whatever chaos has just been going on within Bray Wyatt. And they get into the ring and he says, Bray Wyatt says, I know everyone is confused about what happened against Bill. And to be honest, I don't know either. All I know is when his mask showed up, when it appeared and Bray Wyatt just kind of stares a dead stare into the camera, buddy Matthews kind of walks up to him and, and taps him on the back and Bray kind of snaps back and says, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember. What, what was I saying? Oh, right. Gosh. My following. And he turns around and he looks at them and says, I know you boys are itching to get back in the ring. And that is why I have decided to let you go free. And as for everyone else, and from behind Malachi Black hits a bicycle knee on the back of Bray Wyatt's head. The House of Black just began to beat down on Bray Wyatt in the ring. Julia Hart is is in the corner and she is screaming. Brody King grabs Bray Wyatt and throws him into the corner. Goes for a splash, but Bray catches him with a urinagi. Buddy Matthews goes for a jumping knee, but Bray catches him and turns it into a powerbomb. Bray screams. When he turns around, he eats a black mass from Malachi Black. Bray staggers a bit, but doesn't fall down. But Black hits a second one on him. He falls to the mat. Bray Wyatt is down. Julia Hart just walks up to Malachi Black. She looks at him in the face. She slaps him across the face and bails from the ring. Malachi Black just stands over the prone body of Bray Wyatt. What is happening with Bray Wyatt and the Fallen? We have to take a commercial break. Jeez. (laughs) We come back from commercial break. And the second of ladder match qualification matches I guess that's what you could say is taking place right now as MJF is staying on an opponent that Mr. Regal has hand-picked personally for MJF he has no idea who he is facing tonight and Pat McAfee just leans back and crosses his legs across the announce table after getting the huge victory over MJF at the pay-per-view Max is in the ring <laughs> Oh no. Oh no, this is music we have not heard in a long time. Walter is here and he is looking to regain some championship gold here on Mayhem. He is focused and he is by himself. He has sent Wade Barrett and he has sent the Bard to the back. He wants to take care of business himself. MJF is losing it on, on at the ringside area. Pat McAfee is just in hysterics over this situation. Walter gets into the ring. The bell rings and immediately Walter hits a running dropkick, sending, Ma- uh, sending MJF flying into the turnbuckle Walter climbs to the top rope hits a huge frog splash from the top rope picks MJF up power bombs him puts a foot on his chest one two three Walter gets the easy simple win and he stands and puts his arms behind his back Walter is back in a massive way and he is here for that pure wrestling championship and we cut to the backstage area and we see Chris Jericho walking to the ring for his promo tonight. We are hopefully hopefully going to hear why he did what he did to Kevin Owens last week at High Voltage as we take a commercial break. We are back from break. And the man who turned on Kevin Owens and Triple H at high voltage, who kind of helped John Moxley get and retain the championship, Chris Jericho is here, and he is ready to answer for what he did to Kevin Owens last week. And he gets into the ring, and he says, "All I've heard the la- all I've heard the last week or so is why Jericho, why would you come to mayhem, pretend to help KO, and only to turn on him in the end?" Has everyone forgot? Years ago, I stuck my neck out for him, only for him to stab me in the back. The only reason I came to Mayhem was the end to end this once and for all. Kevin has screwed over too many people for the last time. I'm going to put an end to his crap. The coward wasn't even man enough to show up tonight, but he won't get that chance to hide from me forever. Kevin, I hope you're man enough to show up. Because I'm challenging you to a one-on-one match at the end of the line pay-per-view. I hope you're man enough to be there. Chris Jericho has laid the challenge out. Will, will Kevin Owens accept this challenge? Will Kevin Owens accept this match for this dream match again at the end of the line pay-per-view? These two men definitely have unfinished business from the years in WWE and now here on Mayhem. Will Kevin Owens respond to this challenge? And we cut backstage and we see Renee Young is standing with Wardlow. And he sa- and she says, Wardlow, it's, it's good to see you back on Mayhem. So what are you planning to do now that you're back? And he says, well, Renee, I'm excited to be back. And not only am I back, but next week I get the chance to enter the ladder match for the Pure Wrestling Championship. I've yet to have a championship opportunity here. And the moment I get one, I will not back down so swerve you better watch your back as we cut to commercial break
0: did he get a haircut on Mayhem too?
1: no no he's still got the okay he's still got the good look okay alright <laughs> We are back from commercial break and this is the third ladder match qualification match for the Pure Wrestling Championship as Bobby Lashley, who came up a little short at the high voltage pay-per-view, gets the chance to redeem himself coming into this match. He is focused and ready to go. MVP is not by his side tonight. MVP is off taking care of some other business that we will may find out a little bit later. Uh, but Bobby Lashley is making his way to the ring and he's in the ring. And the man who is back here on Mayhem, who's had a rough go in the last couple of months, Kenny Omega is here, and he is ready to take on this championship opportunity facing Bobby Lashley. If you know anything about Bobby Lashley, it will not be an easy feat for him to do this. But also for Bobby Lashley, Kenny Omega is not somebody to sneeze at either or to laugh at because he, he can put the best and the best away. Kenny Omega gets into the ring. The bell rings. Uh, and Lashley comes running out of the gates for a spear, but Kenny drills him with a V trigger. Lashley is staggered against the ropes and Kenny drills him with another V trigger, two V triggers back to back. Lashley is stunned against the ropes. Kenny shoots off the ropes, goes for another, but Lashley shoot, uh, sends Kenny flying over the top rope and crashing against the apron. Lashley stumbles out of the ring, grabs Kenny and slams him ribs first into the barricade. He grabs him and throws him face first into the ring post. Uh, Lashley rolls Kenny back into the ring and as he starts to get back in the ring Kenny meets him with another V-trigger taking Lashley out who will get the advantage in this match we will have to take a commercial break We come back from commercial break, and this match is on the tail end. Kenny somehow has managed to get Bobby Lashley on the top rope. He is setting up. It it looks like he's setting up for a top rope dragon sleeper suplex. But Lashley pulls Kenny from the top rope, crashing to the apron once again from the top rope. Lashley is setting Kenny up and and drills him with a, a spear through the barricade. Lashley rolls back into the ring. The referee begins the count. They get up to six, seven, eight. Nine, and Kenny just barely manages to get back in the ring, but is instantly met with a second spear. Bobby covers him. One, two, Kenny kicks out. How did Kenny Omega kick out of that spear? Lashley doesn't waste any time though. He grabs Kenny and applies the hurt lock and begins wrenching back. Kenny has nowhere to go. He's trying to get free, but his body just he gives out on him. Kenny Omega passes out. Bobby Lashley is wow. added to the ladder match for the Pure Wrestling Championship. He gets the opportunity that he was looking for. Bobby Lashley exits the ring. Kenny Omega is, is finally starting to come to. He's finally starting to wake up. Maybe. he's Yeah, he's finally starting to wake up. He's slowly pulling himself up. Wait a minute. Hmm. What is John Cena doing out here after that match? He comes running out onto the ramp area. He talks to Stu, the cameraman, and he throws his hat into the audience, (laughs) comes running down, slides into the ring. Kenny Omega looks confused. Cena just looks at him, has a microphone in hand. He says, listen, Kenny, that was a hard-fought battle you just had with Lashley. I know you are disappointed in the last couple of weeks, and things haven't really gone your way. But all of that can turn around. This is what I have to offer a dream match for the ages, a chance for you to turn everything around to right every wrong for the first time ever mayhem fight for glory. John Cena versus Kenny Omega. What do you say? Mm. Cena drops the mic, extends his hand. Kenny looks at him The crowd is going crazy. They they want this match as bad as everybody else. He looks at Cena and accepts his handshake. A dream match for the ages. John Cena versus Kenny Omega at Fight for Glory. That show is going to be a banger. You do not want to miss Fight for Glory. As we cut backstage, Renee Young is standing with a distraught CM Punk. And she says, look, Punk. Last week, you said you weren't sure if you could do this anymore. What did you mean by that? And Punk just kind of looks into the camera, looks down at the floor and says, things haven't gone my way the last couple of months. And after I lost to Cena, I I didn't know what I was going to do. But I've finally done some soul searching and I've realized something. I need to go back to my roots. And that's exactly what I plan on doing. As we cut to commercial break, I
0: wanted to draft Stu. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) He was the steal of the draft. Clearly, he was. I guess he comes with Cena. So that makes makes sense.
1: And here comes the mayhem world heavyweight champion, John Moxley, the longest reigning world champion right now. Longest reigning champion in PBWF history. Yeah, he he's held this belt for a long time. And what's shocking is he is still undefeated in PBWF. He has not lost a single match here. Well, he lost one, but we don't really count it because it was he wasn't 100% Paige's fault. Anyways, that was that was an unsanctioned <laughs> match too, it's fine. Anyways, he's still undefeated here. He is making his way to the ring with that championship in hand. And he says, "You are looking at the longest reigning Mayhem World Champion. You're looking at the longest reigning PBWF champion. Now, I know Finn Balor is running around here and he, he gets his chance. He knows he gets his chance at the end of the line pay-per-view. I know he and his little club buddies are going to take every chance they can to take this championship away from me. But here's the thing that everyone always seems to forget. I will never stop fighting. I will never back down. Finn will literally have to kill me to take this championship away from me. So I hope you bring enough bullets in your little gun, buddy, to get the job done. <laughs> Cause at the end of the line, and all of a <laughs> sudden, all of a sudden, from the jumbotron, Finn Balor says, "Hey, hey, 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 Johnny Boy, Johnny Boy, up here, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I, uh, I just heard everything you had to say, and um, don't worry, I already know all of this about you. You are a fighting machine, a killer, someone who will uh, never stop fighting until they take their final breath. But here's the thing that you don't that you have failed to realize about yourself. I've got you figured out." You cannot control your emotions. Once I get inside your head, you are already a dead man. So I'm sure we will be getting to see each other. uh, So I'm sure we will be getting to see how much you can take by the time we get to the end of the line pay-per-view. Because I'm going to push every button. Take every cheap shot I can to make sure you lose all control. So, Johnny boy, I'll see you real soon. And Moxley is just staring through the jumbotron. He is fired up. He is mad. He is focused on Finn Balor. But from behind, Jay White slides into the ring and hits a blade runner on on him. Finn Balor sends the first shot tonight. John Moxley is laid out in the ring. Jay White jumps the barricade and is running back through the crowd. Finn Balor has set his claim. He has taken the first shot tonight. How will John Moxley respond to this action? And we cut backstage and we see a split screen of the Young Bucks and the Street Profits making their way to the ring for our championship main event. And we are back from commercial break. And uh, Michael Cole, or Pat McAfee says next week we will see the final three matches to fill the spots in the ladder match. And breaking news. I myself, Pat McAfee, will get the opportunity to be in that match as I face Sammy Zayn. Uh, Michael Cole says Miro will face Dax Hardwood and Keith Lee will face AJ Styles. Plus, Malachi Black will answer for his actions. We will hear from Finn Balor and so much more. But now it is time for our championship main event. Carry on my son. Oh My gosh. Be peace Can we have the other music? <laughs> you don't like this one? It's fine. I thought you didn't like the other music either. I don't. (laughs) That's the point. And here come the Young Bucks ready for this championship opportunity. They have yet to win the tag team championships here on Mayhem, which if you'd have said that at the draft, I would have told you you're crazy and I'm the one booking this show. (laughs) Young Bucks are making their way to the ring and they get in the ring. They're waiting for their opponents. And here come the Street Profits, the current tag team champions who won those tag titles off of the Good Brothers a couple of weeks ago. They are looking focused and ready to go for this championship match here tonight. And they get into the ring, and the bell rings. uh, And Montez Ford and Nick Jackson are the legal men starting off. This is a fast-paced action. Neither man is able to get the advantage. Ford misses a clothesline, dodges a superkick and lands a kick to the gut on Nick, followed by a kick to the chest. Ford tags in Dawkins and the two men hit stereo drop kicks onto Nick Jackson. Nick rolls out of the ring. Dawkins shoots off the ropes and hits a huge suicide dive, taking Nick Jackson out. Dawkins turns around, though, into a penalty kick from Matt Jackson. Matt is just staring at Dawkins. When he turns around, he's hit with a hurricane Rana from the ring to the apron to the floor from Montez Ford. Can the Young Bucks get back into this? We'll have to take a commercial break. Six minutes. Oh, we got time. We come back from commercial break, and the Bucks have taken full control. Matt Jackson and Dawkins are the legal men here. Uh, Matt hits Dawkins with a brain buster followed by a standing moonsault. Uh, Matt throws Dawkins into the corner, tags in Nick. The two men hit bang for your buck. They cover him one, two. Dawkins kicks out. Nick tags Mac back in, and, and they go for the uh, for just a double team move. But Dawkins dodges it and takes him out with a double clothesline. He crawls to the corner and hits uh, Ford with the hot tag. Ford hits a springboard dropkick, taking both men out. Ford rolls to the apron and goes for another springboard dropkick, but gets taken out with stereo super kicks. Dawkins is back in the ring, but gets caught with another stereo super kick from the Bucks. Uh, Ford stumbles to his feet, but Matt, but Nick Jackson hits him with a Canadian destroyer. They grab Ford and hit him with the BTE trigger. They cover him. One, two. Three And we have new PBWF Mayhem yeah. Tag Team Champions. The Young Bucks have finally, finally gained the tag team gold here on Mayhem. And the two brothers grab their championships and they hug each other in the middle of the ring. They are celebrating in the ring over their championship victory here tonight. Confetti is flying everywhere. It's falling from the rafters. Of course, Everybody, we thank you so much for being here. But from, but from behind, Carl Anderson drops uh, Nick Jackson with a stun gun. Matt Jackson turned to run into a big boot from Luke Gallows. The Good Brothers are standing over the new champions. How will the Young Bucks respond to this? What will be or what will happen on the road to the end of the line and fight for glory? Join us next week for more Mayhem. Wow.
0: Good brothers trying to become two-time champs. They are. They ain't done with them young buck boys. (laughs) Oh! That would be the first two-time champs on uh, any show, I think. Has anybody won the title twice? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I haven't had anybody win it twice. (laughs) I haven't had anybody. No? Interesting. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. I dig it. Uh, Very good show. Uh, MJF getting squashed, of course. Hilarious. It was really funny. (laughs) Um, I got a feeling this Pat McAfee stuff is not over. No. So there you go. Uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff, man, just keeps getting more interesting. (laughs) Just when I, not that I had like an idea of where it was going to go, but Mm -hmm. like, it's just when I thought that it was kind of headed one direction. It's like a (laughs) a sharp left turn. Um, very good, Bobby beating Kenny Omega. Yep. Oh my yep. gosh!
1: Yep, that was a shocker. Yeah, me too. I would no <laughs> way I'd have picked that one. No. Yeah, I, I just wanted to set up the whole Cena thing too, and so it, it kind of made some. Plus, you know, Bobby looks like a killer, and Bobby looks strong, and Kenny doesn't look bad in defeat because he kicked out of a spear through the barricade and then a spear back in the ring. So. That's true. That's true. Still, and he passed out. And then Cena and Kenny, you
0: you said it before. You know, match that's not going to happen at the, uh, the pay-per-view. pay-per-view. Yep. One had to get taken off, I guess.
1: Yeah. They may get four segments on. Uh, <laughs> on <show. laughs>
0: now that I would not be shocked by.
1: <laughs> just say they may just have two matches. We may just have the ladder match and that match, and that's the whole show. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that.
0: Four segments each, and then maybe something in the middle. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there you go. Good stuff, man. I dig it. All right, let's go to the Revolution side. Week 21, here we go. 30 minutes on the clock. Let me know when you're ready. All right. No opening package this week. We start in the parking lot and we see a black SUV pulling up and out steps Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and the Usos. And as they're walking in, Kayla Braxton approaches them and and asks about the rock. Wants to know where the rock is. Roman laughs and tells Kayla not to worry (coughs) because rock shows up on rock time. (laughs) And as the bloodline walks away, Paul Heyman gives a death glare to Kayla Braxton. (laughs) Welcome to Revolution as we are on the road to the end of the line. I'm Tom Hanovan, joined at ringside by Corey Graves and the Hall of Famer JBL. Let's send it up to the ring and our interim general manager, Sean Michaels. Sean welcomes everyone to the show. It explains that not only are we building to the end of the line, but our last Revolution episode of the season will be called Eve of Destruction. Major implications for both of those shows tonight as we kick off with a six-pack challenge to crown a new Revolution Women's Champion. Chelsea Green, Charlotte Flair, Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss, and Carmella all make their entrances. You know what their music sounds like. We don't have to go through that. Sean has the mic and he says and now for my hand picked six participant in this match silence anticipation simplemente oh my gosh sexy Wait a minute! Shawn Michaels with some deep scouting here. Ladies and gentlemen, sexy star, one of the most famous masked female wrestlers ever. She's competed all around the world, won championships in AAA, Lucha Underground. Her list of accomplishments is long, but she is here on Revolution. We will get this massive opening contest started on the other side of this commercial break. That was not on my radar at all (laughs) Good (laughs) At all Segment 2. We are back. The bell sounds. The vacant women's championship is on the line. Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Chelsea Green, Shayna Baszler, Carmella, and a debuting sexy star. What a lineup. Remember, rules of this match. All six women are legal. No countouts, no DQs. One pinfall or submission gets it done, so no eliminations here. Ladies start pairing off. Charlotte and Chelsea spill to the outside. Carmella shoots Alexa off the ropes, lowers her head. Alexa, goddess. DDT in the middle of the ring. First cover, one, two, but Shayna Baszler breaks it up. From behind Sexy Star... Poison Rana on Shayna Baszler. What a move. The multi-time champion in AAA uh, has has the crowd going here. Most American fans probably know her, though, for her time on Lucha Underground, especially taking that vicious chair shot to the head from Chavo Guerrero on the very first episode. Alexa and Sexy Star are face-to-face here, but Chelsea and Charlotte come in and blindside both of them. Chelsea takes Alexa to the outside, tosses her into the steps. Shayna is to her feet now. Big gut wrench suplex on Charlotte from behind. Shayna turns around. Drop kick from Sexy Star taking her to the outside. Sexy Star now out on the apron. Alexa, Shayna, Chelsea and Mela all sell up. Big crossbody from the top rope to the outside by Sexy Star but she turns around. Charlotte from the top. Big moonsault to the outside. All six ladies are laid out here as we take a commercial break. We are back, and this match has just been wild. Close false finishes, finishers, the whole nine yards, but we're headed towards the end here. Alexa Bliss has Carmella down in the corner, climbs to the top looking for Twisted Bliss, but Chelsea goes up to meet her, and so does Sexy Star. Looks like a double suplex, but but there's Charlotte and Shayna. They hook Sexy Star and Chelsea. Here we go. Big Tower of Doom spot, the powerbomb suplex. Everybody is down. But Carmella finally recovers She looks around She she pins Alexa One, two, kick out She pins Chelsea One, two, kick out She finds Shayna One, two, kick out again Carmella extremely frustrated here And as she turns around Spear Spear by Charlotte Flair Charlotte goes for the cover, but Alexa jumps on her back, and she's got a sleeper hold locked in. Charlotte backs into the corner, rams into the corner, but Alexa will not break. So Charlotte Charlotte just dives over the top rope, nasty landing on the outside to force the break, though. Shayna go, going after Chelsea here, but Sexy Star rolls her up. One, two. Shayna reverses the pin into an arm bar. She's got it locked in deep. Sexy Star manages to roll the leverage over, but as she does, Chelsea hits a curb stomp on Shayna from out of nowhere. She's going for the cover, but Sexy Star is up with a backstabber. Super kick, knocking Chelsea to the floor. Sexy Star turns around. Super kick from Carmella lays her out. Could it be it? Mella with the cover. One. Two. No, Sexy Star reverses. She turns her over, but she doesn't go for the pin. Instead, a submission hold. It's like a, a Rings of Saturn type hold. Wait a minute. Chelsea Green is getting into the ring. She locks eyes with Sexy Star, and she's stops. Sexy Star puts her hand in the mouth of Carmella. Wait is that's a log jaw. She's got Carmella in a log jaw and Carmella gives up. The bell sounds but Sexy Star is not letting go. She is staring a hole through Chelsea Green who looks like she has seen a ghost. Sexy Star let's go. Chelsea gets up on the apron. Shawn Michaels comes in and hands the title to Sexy Star who, who takes off her mask. It's Britt Baker! Britt Baker is cleared. She has regained the Women's Championship. Chelsea is in disbelief. What have we just seen? Britt Baker and Shawn Michaels look at each other and, and they shrug their shoulders as we head to commercial break. Wow. Wow. We are back, and we are in Gorilla. And Chelsea Green is yelling at her husband, Matt Cardona, about what just happened. Matt tells her he's got a match right now. And when he gets back, they're going to try to get to the bottom of it. I think Matt has a match. There we go. All right, here he comes. Always ready. Always ready. Matt Cardona. He's complained the last couple of weeks about Brian Myers having a singles match, and and Matt did not, so here he is with a chance to prove himself as he's taking on Andrade, who is already in the ring. Bell sounds, Andrade charges in, shoulder tackles Cardona into the corner, delivers repeated shoulder blocks, shoots Cardona to the other buckle, follows him in, handspring, going for a Pele kick, but Cardona catches him, big back suplex. Cardona off the ropes, hits a big leg drop, the cover, one, two, kick out. Cardona gets Andrade up, shoots him off the ropes, Matt lowers his head, Andrade looks to lock in the hammerlock DDT, but Cardona escapes and rolls to the outside. As he's trying to gather himself, here comes Andrade, huge baseball slide, knocking Cardona to the barricade. He's selling up here, Andrade, head of steam, springboard from the middle rope, corkscrew moonsault over the top rope, what a move, as we crash to commercial break. We are back. Matt Cardona trying to make a comeback as it's been all Andrade for the majority of this one. Cardona with a huge fury of clotheslines goes to send Andrade to the buckle. He reverses, follows Cardona in, but Cardona double big boot to the face. Cardona up to the second rope, lining up for a missile drop kick, but he wastes too much time, and Andrade hits a drop kick of his own, tying up Cardona's feet in the ropes and hanging him over the top. Andrade now climbs up, double foot stomp on Matt Cardona. Andrade drags him in the ring, covers him one, two, Two shoulder up, Andrade gets Matt in a seated position in the corner. Charges in for those double knees, but Cardona gets out of the way. Andrade sells back to the corner. Cardona lines it up. Broski boot. He covers Andrade one two kick out at the very last second not enough andrade is selling up here cardona measuring him for radio silence but andrade catches him in midair sit down power bomb both men eventually struggle to their feet they start trading chops andrade is off the ropes cardona lowers his head andrade flips over his back pushes cardona to the ropes for the o'connor roll but cardona holds on Andrade gets up radio silence. The cover, one, two, three. Matt Cardona. Yeah. Very impressive showing by both guys here, but Matt Cardona picking up a big win. We cut backstage, and we're in the oh. trainer's room, and we see Edge getting tended to thanks to the injuries he suffered at season's beatings from the Aces and Eights, specifically Bully Ray and the newest member, Tommy <laughs> Dreamer. Christian walks into the trainer's room. He and Edge are making small talk about Edge's injuries. Christian says, listen, as long as you're cleared to go next week, there's going to be a number one contenders triple threat tag match, and I have us a spot in it. And Edge says, man, I just don't know. I'm not sure where we're headed at this point. Not me and you personally. We're, we're good. We're best friends. But just our careers, man. We aren't getting any younger here. Christian says, yeah, you're right. But this is a chance for you and I to totally reek of awesomeness one more time (laughs) and capture those tag belts. Edge says, all right, one more ride. Let's see how much gas is left in the tank. That's some interesting news. We'll try to get some more info on that as we head to commercial break. All right, we are back, Seg Six. Apparently, we're being joined in the ring by Tommaso Ciampa. This, This is not on our format, but... Tommaso has a microphone he says I know I'm not scheduled to be out here and I know this is a bad idea but I'm doing it anyway because I can't stand around any longer Bully, Taz Dreamer, all you boys I need you out here right now I'm not sure how well Bully Ray and the rest of the crew is going to take to that demand but but Chample looks pretty serious alright asking you shall receive I guess And here comes the whole crew. Tommaso called them out. It's Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Taz, Killer Cross, Beer Money, and Santana and Ortiz.
1: You said the Bullet Club was big. I know, right?
0: (laughs) They all get in the ring. Bully has a microphone and he says, Champa, be careful. Watch it. And Champa interrupts and says, listen, I'm tired of being careful. I'm just telling you like it is. You guys helped me get to the top, but when I needed you, you weren't there. And then when I get another shot, you guys directly did what our GM asked you not to do, and it costed me getting the title back again. Bully says, Champa, sounds like you're doing a lot of unnecessary finger pointing here. Now, we told you we'd get you to the top, but it wouldn't be easy. And Champa interrupts again, and he says, Easy. Easy, you think I want things to be handed to me? Do you know what I've been through to get where I am? And this finger pointing is absolutely necessary because I would still be world champion if it weren't for you guys. And Champa slaps Bully Ray across the face. Bully gets nose to nose with Champa and he starts laughing as Champa's yelling, Come on, hit me, come on. And then you can hear Champa say, all right, fine. And he starts going at it with the other members of the Aces and Eights, trying to fight them all off here. Bobby Root, James Storm, all of them are getting taken out, but he is outnumbered. Santana and Ortiz and Killer Cross is starting to get the best of him. Bully Ray is just standing back laughing. The Aces and Eights are doing a number. Oh, wait a minute. Here comes Johnny Gargano. He slides in the ring. And he starts taking shots on the Aces and Eights members. He takes them down. Champa recovers and he starts laying in shots as well. Pretty soon, the ring is cleared. Gargano and Champa are standing side by side, but they slowly turn towards each other. Johnny sticks his hand out. Champa looks around. The crowd is begging for him to shake Gargano's hand, but instead, he backs up, rolls out of the ring, and leaves through the crowd. What is going on with Tommaso Champa? He knows the Aces and Aces did him wrong, but why won't he just patch things up with Gargano? We have to take a commercial break. We will be right back. All right, welcome back to Revolution here. Again, that was not on our format. We were supposed to tell you what's coming up next week. uh, uh, Headed towards Eve of Destruction, we've got major championship implications, two championship contenders matches coming up. Corey, tell us what we got. Corey says, that's right, as we saw earlier, Edge and Christian are going to give it one more shot. They're going to team up to face the Usos and Santana and Ortiz. The winners will get a shot at the Lucha Brothers at Eve of Destruction, the last revolution before the end of the line, and also Adam Cole and Killer Cross one on one next week for a shot at the Intercontinental Championship at Eve of Destruction as well. And then we uh, we we also uh, Corey, what else do we have? Tom, Tom I just got this text. I got to run. Well, all right. Corey Graves, I guess, has some business to tend to here. We have our own business because it's time for that Intercontinental Championship match. Here comes the current number one contender, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. No Matt Cardona, no Chelsea Green or Smart Mark. Myers is doing this one on his own. Awesome! Which is probably not smart, because you know this guy is not coming alone. As you can see, there's Maurice, there's the nature boy Ric Flair, and yes, of course, the Intercontinental Champion, the Miz. We will have this championship match right after this commercial break. All right, we are back. The bell sounds. This title match is underway. Brian Myers and Miz (laughs) lock up here, and you see Matt Cardona actually backstage. He's watching on a monitor. We see a series of exchanges here. Myers with a shoulder tackle. Leapfrog, drop down, tries another one. Miz is caught in midair, though. Big atomic drop and a big clothesline from Brian Myers. He shoots Miz off the ropes, but Miz reverses. Brian hits the ropes, and Flair grabs his foot from the outside. Brian turns around to acknowledge it, but Miz knocks him through the ropes to the apron. Miz hooks Brian to suplex him back in, but he can't get him up. He tries it again, but he still can't. Miz tries the third time, but Brian reverses huge suplex off the apron to the floor. Both men in a bad way here as we crash to commercial break. We are back, and we're coming down to the wire in this one. Miz has Brian Myers down, going for the it kicks. But instead of missing the last one, Myers actually catches Miz's foot. But Miz counters with an insegurity. Brian sells up in the corner. Miz charges in. Hits that signature clothesline. Follows up with a second one. Goes for a third one, but spear in midair. Brian Myers it's a spear. Could this be all the cover? One, two, foot On the rope, Maurice put Miz's foot on the bottom rope, and Brian Myers saw it, but I guess the ref did not. Brian is arguing with the referee, but Miz rolls him up from behind. Feet on the rope. One, two, kick out by Brian. Both men up. Roster cut lariat. Brian Myers hit him. He goes for the cover, but there's no referee. Maurice Up on the apron, distracting the referee. Brian goes to try to get the ref, but out of the corner of his eye. He sees Ric Flair sliding in the brass knucks to the Miz. Miz goes to pick him up, but Brian Lowe blows him. Myers picks up the knucks, and he hits Miz with the brass knucks. The ref turns around one, two, three, in a huge turn of events. Brian Myers is our new Intercontinental Champion. Using the Miz's tactics against him, Myers escapes into the crowd. Maurice and Ric Flair are in the ring beside themselves as we head to commercial break. All right. Wow. (laughs) We are back. Segment 10 backstage. We see Corey Graves and Carmella walking through the hallway, and they bust into Shawn Michaels' office. Graves yells, are you kidding me? You're releasing Carmella? Sean says, all right, listen. I know you guys are upset. This was not an easy decision to make. But Carmella has been given ample opportunity to prove herself, and she has come up short. As management, we know that Carmella can be successful and will be successful everywhere else she goes. But I'm sorry, it's not going to be here on the Revolution brand. Corey says, well, You can count me out, too. I'm out of here. Sean says, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Let's work something out here. I said Carmella's contract as a wrestler would be terminated. I didn't say anything about her not being able to stick around, let's say, as a valet. So I was thinking, Corey, with all this anger that you have and all the comments that have been floating around recently, specifically after another brand's pay-per-view, All that anger can be channeled into a match with somebody that you clearly have an issue with. Mr. Pat McAfee at the end of the line pay-per-view with Carmella in your corner. What do you say? Corey says, now you're speaking my language. The two men shake hands. Sean says, all right, let me make a phone call to the big schnoz and we'll see if we can get this done. Sean says, Oh, wait. He's not in charge anymore. <laughs> oh, this will be easier to get done. All right. And he picks up his phone as we cut to the parking lot. And we see Brian Myers is headed out of here with his championship. He's still in his ring gear. He's yelling for Cardona, Chelsea, and Smartmark, saying it's time to party. But they're all nowhere to be found. All of a sudden, Brian is jumped from behind. It's somebody wearing a mask. They are beating down Brian Myers. This masked individual throws Myers face first through a car window, busting him wide open. The car door is open, and Myers' arm gets slammed in the car door. The camera gets a close-up of Brian. He is just beaten to a pulp, and the mask gets thrown down on top of him. The camera pans up, but the feed gets disconnected. And we cut the black. Here we go. We are back in our final segment. Maybe we're gonna get some answers as to what actually went down to the pay-per-view. Here come the Usos, Paul Heyman, and of course the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. All right, Roman has a microphone and he says, ladies and gentlemen, just when you thought we were done, just when you thought it was safe around here, you forget how deep this bloodline runs. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you not the newest member of the bloodline because he's always been here. No, I give you the great one. I give you the rock. to use the heel music, pal. Wow. Here he comes, the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, arguably the biggest movie star in the world, The Rock, but he definitely has some explaining to do. Roman gives Rock the mic and Rock says, finally, The Rock has come back home. And I don't mean home as in this monkey crap organization ran by the biggest ball headed piece of trailer park trash that's ever walked God's green earth. And I don't mean home as in this town we're in, because this town, just like management here, you all suck. I mean home as in the bloodline. These are my people. This is where I come from. And I've never forgotten that. From Yoko to Kishi, (coughs) Afa, Sika, my grandfather, Peter Maivia, this is wrestling royalty. And for that, The Rock is here for one reason and one reason alone. To acknowledge the tribal chief, the head of the table, the big oose, Roman Reigns. The booze rain down as Rock and Roman embrace. Roman says, Yep, that's right. I'm the man. I'm the head of the table. And even Dwayne knows it. Now, when all this crap with Austin started, I admit I was a bit perplexed. I was a little uneasy, if you will. But I called Dwayne, and he said he had my back and he knew how to take care of that bald monkey. And now he's here. Rock is here. Not only to help prove that I'm the man around here, but that the bloodline is the greatest tradition in the history of this business. The greatest lineage the world of wrestling has ever seen. The bloodline will continue to prove. Wrestling
1: the- has more than one
0: royal thing. What? Wait a minute. Here's somebody that's going to have something to say about that. It's our new world champion, Cody Rhodes. In my soul. All them all again, why we didn't have pyro at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Cody stops at the ramp and he says, first of all, long time no see, Dwayne. Now, you guys want to talk family. You want to talk wrestling royalty did you just hear that theme song wrestling has more than one royal family and i'll admit rather i'll acknowledge that the bloodline is wrestling royalty but you're talking to the son of a son of a plumber you're talking to blue collar blood sweat and tears trailblazers of the south the american dream you're talking about the Rhodes family. And if you jabronis want to go to war over the greatest, most prestigious family in all of wrestling, then I accept. Cody heads towards the ring, but he, but he stops. And he says, guys, I'm not that stupid. I didn't come alone. I have a- what? I have- The first ever third generation superstar. The youngest world champion in history, Randy Orton is here. We haven't seen him since Roman Reigns took him out a month ago. Randy and Cody fist bump and they hit the ring. Rocking Roman Bale. So, Cody and Orton start trading blows of the Usos. Jimmy goes for a super kick. Caught. Spin around. RKO. Jay, same thing. Super kick is caught. Spun around. Cody hits a jab. 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 Rolls up the elbow, but he spins Jay around. Crossroads in the middle of the ring. The crowd is going crazy. Cody picks up a mic and he says, Roman, rock, the two of you against the two of us. At the end of the line, we'll see who the most prestigious family really is. The challenge has been laid down. Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton, formerly two-thirds of Legacy, taking on Roman Reigns and The Rock. What a dream match for the end of the line. Thanks for joining us. We will see you all next week.
1: Wow. Wow. When you said I'm not coming alone, I was like, Oh, here comes Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I no, when the- I
0: started developing this storyline, it was obviously it, right. it it was considered for sure, but I don't know. Randy and Randy. Cody, they got history, you know?
1: <sighs> wow. And I that was shocking. The sexy star thing was not the fact that Britt was Sexy star, but the fact that you just had sexy star I, that was not anywhere on my radar, bro. I'm a closet lucha underground Man. Um, lucha underground was so good, they literally murdered people. Um, they did, that's true, <laughs> they did, but it was good, it was, it was good, nice. it was very entertaining. Um, <laughs> Brian Myers being the IC champ was not on my bingo list either, <laughs> crazy, oh. absolutely crazy. We'll see what happens. And then Brian getting jumped in the back. Getting jumped in the back. I, I, I have my suspicions of who it might be. You never know, though.
0: Well, anybody that's listening that knows how to put two and two together can yeah, probably figure out you who it is.
1: Them. Watch out, Smart Mark. Um. <laughs> he's not a good lawyer, according to Brian Danielson. But no, 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 Maybe no, no, no. he's a good wrestler. Who knows? Well, I've seen him in the ring, too. <laughs> uh. But Brian Myers <laughs> trained him. He's not that bad. No, he's not that bad. But uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was shocking to say the least. Lots of twists and turns. Uh, lots of twists and turns in the both shows. <laughs> lots, lots of lots of curves.
0: And for those of you who have been keeping up at home, and we told you there were going to be some joint effort matches at end of the line. The first, first challenge one? has been laid uh, out. I'm sure we'll hear from Mr. McAfee next oh, week.
1: Oh, I'm I'm quite positive we might <laughs> hear from Mr. McAfee.
0: Oh, but Carmella getting released as a wrestler, but Going to try to join Corey Graves. Corey Graves, as we all know, was cleared a long time ago. So yeah. that is why he is eligible to wrestle. For those of you right. not keeping
1: score at home. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's the So end, let, real quick, what does the end of the line look like? End of the that line. That we've announced. That we've announced. Because we're not going to give things away. We're not giving obviously.
0: things away. So the end of the line, what we have announced, is there are going to be... Four each. Four each. Correct. There will be four individual brand matches. Correct. So Andy will have four. I will have four. Then we will have two. Interpromotional. Interpromotional. That's the word. Yep. Interpromotional matches. Yep. So there'll be 10 matches total. The show will be just one pay-per-view. Yep. Obviously no time limit. Yep. And we will decide on the match card at some point.
1: Yep. And how to call the... (laughs) And
0: how to call the interpromotional matches. Yep probably you'll take one and I'll take probably. one I don't know probably we'll see what happens yeah. anyway so that's how the end of the line is going to work it's going to be yeah. one show Andy and I will I don't know we will necessarily alternate but obviously he'll call his stuff and I'll call mine yeah so it'll be 10 matches one show four each and then two interpromotional
1: yep and we've announced so far like on my show Moxley and, and Balor for the Mayhem World Championship correct is, is going to happen um I think that's the only one I've announced. And the no, only one- and and well, Chris Jericho laid out the challenge for him and Kevin Owens at, at the pay per view, right? Um, and then the interpromotional between McAfee and, and Corey Graves, right?
0: And then I, the only thing that I've announced. Let me roll through my roll of days. Here. Okay, <laughs> the on, well, one you can you can probably guess right. there's going to be a certain match that's going to happen, right? Um, but the only one that I have announced was the world champion Cody Rhodes yeah. and Randy, Randy Orton, Orton teaming or... together against Roman Reigns and The Rock.
1: Yeah. The 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 fun thing about this is gonna be like, what's main eventing? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like depending on how we book stuff, like oh, I also announced I did announce that uh Seth is facing someone. Right. We don't know who yet, facing someone at the end of one, so the So
0: three of your matches have been indicated. Yes. One officially
1: announced Two officially announced Two officially announced yep. If you count Owens and Jericho Well no Seth announced Oh, Seth, oh Seth that promo, one, That one's official the, That's right uh, What was the other one? The Finn Jericho. Balor and, yes. and yep. John Moxley Has been official since <laughs> We knew Finn Balor was wrestling for the championship It just depended on who the champion exactly. was
0: Exactly So And then my tag match is official Yep. Corey Graves and McAfee, I'm sure, yep. will become official. Yeah. If Sean can figure out if he's going to call Triple H or. William yeah. When Nagel. he said the
1: big shots, I was like, he's not in charge anymore. He can't do anything. <laughs> call him if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so. Call Steph. She's call still Steph. there.
0: Yeah. She, that, that'll work. Hey, you know. Anyway. Um, so I'm sure that one will get announced. So that will be five matches. Yep. And there's still, still five, five more. So I have my three. Plus
1: one more interpromotional plus one more interpromotional, plus one of, plus mine. One of yours. Yep.
0: yep. That's what we have left. Again, there's one of mine that you can probably guess what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then the other two, you're gonna have to wait and find out.
1: Cause you don't even know yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know.
0: <laughs> I know what's gonna happen.
1: That was like that like that was the biggest thing right in this show. was like what do I actually want yep. on the card versus like the show before the card? Like that yeah. that's my that's been my biggest battle.
0: My uh, see, to me. I had peek behind the curtain, and this is probably really for a recap episode, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I had five matches that I wanted at end of the line. At six, if you count the tag match. Right. But I knew I had to narrow it down. Yeah. So, obviously, those other matches go on the other shows. So, my end of the line... Is, was set yeah. for a while it was just a matter of now what do I do for the last show which it sounds right. like yours is a little more
1: the other way maybe mine was I knew like I knew the Seth Triple H feud right. had to be at the, like literally the pay-per-view kind of was named yep. partially because of because of that of this um, and obviously like John Moxley has to be on the card right. like dudes only lost one match even that match was like a fluke exactly. loss. So like, you know, he had to be on the card. So like, and then I'm like, I can't leave Cena off. <laughs> like is John Cena. How do I leave Cena off? How do I leave Punk off? How do I leave Bray Wyatt off? Like yep. how do I leave Becky or Bianca or, you know, half my women's division. Cause I forgot how stacked my women's division was until I went back and was like, Oh yeah, I've got Oscar. I haven't used Oscar in like three months. I right? forgot about her. So like, yeah, there's, it was one of those, like I knew the ones I needed on the card. Yep. And I was like, what stories will be the best heading in for the other ones? And I've kind of decided what storylines work better.
0: Yeah. There's the tag match was an easy one to cut for me. Yeah. There's one more match that you guys are going to find out soon. That's going to actually be at the Eve of Destruction. Yeah. Not the pay-per-view. That was the one I had a hard time moving. Yeah. But I'm like you. It wasn't so much the actual wrestlers, it was the stories that have been told since the beginning yep. that I feel like they can't just end not on the pay-per-view. Right. Like, they have to, because, <laughs> full disclosure, the four matches on my show, in some way, shape, or form, have been told literally from week one. Yeah. The four literally from week, if not week two. Right. So
1: they're there. So they have to go on the show. That that's the whole reason why the Seth one was like, it has to be on the show because literally from like my opening segment was right. Seth Rollins and triple H and that like, it has to, right. We have to lead that somewhere. So same
0: thing with my opening segment with Austin and with Roman Roman, and all that. Yeah. So like,
1: it has to, that one has to be on the, on the show. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, puts a lot in perspective of like man how do people do this for a living right like it's difficult to decide now like now i have more understanding of like like why AEW does championship matches on like weekly shows because we don't have a lot of time at these pay-per-views and like there's like so much especially for them there's so much time in between each pay-per-view you got to put championships on the line at some point so stuff like that makes sense and then but you're still building to like the big thing at the end right that we've been doing so it's 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 put a lot into perspective
0: it really has I hope you guys have enjoyed it if you have give us some feedback at PBW podcast on Facebook Twitter and Instagram make sure you go back and check out our archives if you're new to the show make sure you do that catch up on what we're talking about we've been building this stuff since week one so <laughs> catch back up figure out what's going on that way that you can enjoy the rest of the ride with us that was week 21 we've got three more televisions before the end of the line it's gonna be a lot of fun Yep. thanks for uh joining the ride with us for mr andy york my name is chris belcher this has been the week 21 edition PBWF. We will catch you guys down the road.